welcome to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast, where we talk about topics and resources that help you lead more to reach more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. And welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. My name is Tom Bump, and I'm your host. Thanks for joining me, my friends. I am glad to have you with me today as we dive into starting to think about the idea of wrapping up our year right and what we need to reflect, evaluate, and reset for the coming year. What should leaders be thinking about as we get into these final couple of months of what is 2023? I want to encourage you as leaders, if you're leading ministries or if you're part of a team, to spend some time thinking through what you need to do to finish this year strong, but also set yourself up for great growth and impact for the kingdom in 2023. Before we start, let me remind you about Kid Ministry Coaching, what we call kmccoach.net. If you are looking to grow your leadership or you need some training for your team, or maybe your church needs an outside perspective um, to understand what you're doing well, what you can improve, check out kmccoach.net. We offer all of those kind of services for all kinds of churches. We can fit any kind of budget. And so I would encourage you to check that out. If you're interested in growing your leadership, growing your ministry, growing your team's we want to help you have that kind of impact. So check it out, kmccoach.net, or go to kidministrycollective.com. You can find all the information there. So let's dive into what we're thinking about, this whole idea of reflecting, evaluating, and resetting for the next year. What should leaders be doing? Well, it starts with this first principle of self-reflection. Everything rises and falls to the level of our leadership. We have what John Maxwell calls the law of the lid. So as high as our capacity is as a leader, our growth is as a leader, that is as high as our team and our ministry will grow. So if you're not growing yourself as a leader, if you're not developing yourself, uh, if you're not growing, then your ministry and your team is going to plateau at some point. Skill, passion, and those kind of things will only take you so far. You and I have to keep growing, and we do that in a variety of ways. So it starts with this idea of self-reflection. We need to be thinking about how our leadership is impacting our ministry and our teams. So think about these kind of things. And here's a good question to ask yourself. And we'll put these questions in the show notes at kidministrycollective.com in the podcast. You can find this podcast episode. You'll see the show notes there. But here's for one of the questions you could ask as far as it comes to self-reflection. Have I authentically led by example this year? Am I, am I an authentic leader? Um, your team will be able to let you know this by how well they follow you, how engaged they are. If you're lacking in team engagement and participation, if you, if it's easy to call off in your ministry, some of that is attributed to us as leaders. 
if we're not leading authentically, if we're not setting a good example, then team members are not going to be attracted to that. And so we have to ask, how authentically have I been leading? But then how has this impacted my ministry and my team? We have to ask those kind of questions. Are you being real with your leaders? You know, we've always said it. Children can smell if you're not being authentic, if you're not real, if you're faking it, trying to make it. Kids know and they will figure it out and they will let you know that that is not something that they're willing to follow or listen to. Sometimes people, when they ask me about, well, I'm having a hard time controlling my group. Well, you've got to look at yourself as a leader. Um, how are you leading? How are you teaching? If you're not teaching an authentic way that connects with children, then you're causing part of the problem. So anyway, that's for a whole other podcast, but you need to ask yourself that. Now, here's another good self-reflection question you should be asking. How has your pace been? One of the things that we teach at restoringleaders.org, uh, when you come on a retreat or you use our self-paced kit, uh, we teach this principle of the GSP, the godly sustainable pace. We believe God has set a pace for ministry and life. And too many leaders get so wrapped up in comparing themselves to other leaders, trying to keep up with the church down the street um, or the person that they saw at a conference or on a stage or even listened to on a podcast that you increase your pace to an unhealthy level. Or maybe, maybe you're serving under a leader who they're, were, they're leading at an unsustainable pace, and it's definitely not a God-honoring pace. Then it's going to impact you and your ministry. But you as the leader, how are you leading? What is your pace like? If people see you on Sunday morning whizzing back and forth, rushing around like a chicken with your head cut off, as the old saying goes, then you know what? That's not attractive. It's not, you know, people are like, wow, they're so busy. Yeah, they're too busy. And who wants to be that when they're too busy all during the week? Why would they come to church to be more busy? It doesn't attract. So you have to ask yourself, how has my pace been? Has my pace invited people to come join me or has it repelled people from joining me? And then Here's the million dollar question. I learned this one from John Maxwell. But what's it like being on the other side of me? Ask a few close people. What's it like to be on the other side of my leadership? Be open, be vulnerable, and do not be defensive when you ask that question. Do not take it personally. Take it professionally and make improvements. You can take all those questions and listen and learn a great deal, which will help you as we talk about setting up new principles and priorities and boundaries and goals for the next year. Let's talk about principle number two, and that is all about the team. As you look at evaluating this, your team, you need to be thinking about the progress, the dynamics, the effectiveness, the excitement level, the engagement level, the fall-off level. You need to be looking at your numbers and how are you doing. 
If you know your numbers of average attendance, then you can look at your average number of leaders. Now, everybody, it feels like, and by watching all of the Facebook groups of children's ministry, including the Kid Ministry Collective Facebook group, the lack of volunteers is the probably the number one, hands down, running away, the biggest challenge we're all facing. The thing is, is that ministry has changed. Some numbers have come back, some numbers haven't. And so we need to be looking at our team and is it progressing? Is it growing? Have we lost members that haven't come back or what's going on? But we have to look at the number of our attendants too. Has it grown? If it's not growing, why isn't it growing? Is the church overall growing? Because again, we as children's ministry leaders only can control what we can control. And that's who walks through our door. We don't bring kids to our church. They have to be brought. But we can look at how is the overall church doing and what kind of people are we attracting? Here's a a great prompting question you could ask yourself as you're evaluating where you are and reflecting at where you are. Has my team not only grown in number, but have they grown as disciples of Christ? Have they grown as leaders? Are their skills as small group leaders or Sunday school teachers growing? Are they improving their engagement with children? Are they staying effective in their discipleship? You also need to be asking, what are the challenges that our team has faced this year? And how did we handle it? Did we react or did we respond? As you look at some of the major events that happened over this past year, did you react to these things or did you respond? During the pandemic, we all reacted. And then down the road, we started to respond and then we reacted to the end of the pandemic and we went right back to what we were doing before, which is kind of a shame because the world has changed. It's not the same, and we shouldn't be doing the same things. But as my good mentor, coach, and friend said the other day, Jim Weidman, if, if, if heaven forbid a pandemic were to happen again or another lockdown happened, what would we respond with? What would we do differently? And then the other part is, is have I given my team an opportunity, a vehicle, a way, a system that they can give me regular, honest feedback. If not, what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of hearing? Um, sometimes we try to be gatekeepers on what we do and how we do it. And we don't ask for feedback because we don't want anybody messing with our systems and our structures or maybe our lack of systems and structures. So, we, we're scared of honest feedback. Um, sometimes we dismiss honest feedback as, well, that was too critical. That was too harsh. They don't know what's happening. Listen, you got to fire the inner critic and the inner lawyer if you're going to ask for feedback, especially honest feedback. But if you're going to have a healthy team, you have to get that feedback or you will be fooling yourself. You will be faking it. And your team will feel it. Again, another reason why I've heard volunteers quitting on leaders, because they don't want to listen to my ideas or my thoughts. They're the only ones that have the right idea. 
I've heard that from volunteers. Another question you need to ask yourself as you're reflecting and looking forward, is there anybody on my team that I need to give a break? Not every leader can serve every single year, nor should they. You might have volunteers that have not had an extended break for a season. And even though you may be shorthanded, maybe now is the time to be thinking about giving them a season off, letting them rest and renew. So think about those kind of things. I think those are some key critical questions that can provide you a lot of groundwork and a lot of building blocks for building a healthy next year. So let's talk about the third area, programs and evaluating our programs. We need to evaluate every single thing we do. We need to know, did it work? Did it not work? What went well when we were doing it? What didn't go well? And ultimately, do we really need to keep doing this? Should we keep doing this? See, sometimes just because something even works well and has gone well, when we ask that question, should we keep doing this? The honest answer might be no. And you need to stop and bring something better along the way. So many leaders are afraid of stopping good programs for better programs. Let me tell you, if you want to expand your influence in your community, if you want to grow your ministry, there's usually one or two things that you have done for years really, really well that you know in your heart deep down the season is done. And you as the leader have to be courageous enough to say the season is done. Yes, it worked well. Things went okay. But we've been doing this for too long. And we need to change it and do something better. So ask yourselves, again, what worked well in our programming? What didn't go well? What could be improved for the following year? What do we need to stop doing? And then what could we be doing that we've never tried before? Maybe even ask, What's something so big and so scary, but if we had unlimited resources and unlimited volunteers, what would we attempt? Think about some of those things and then say, why not? Why not? Why not try this? Why not test it? So as you're evaluating your programs, look at everything you do and how you do it. Look at all your systems and all your structures how you check in, how you greet, how you follow up visitors, how you lead your groups, how you lead your large group time and your small group time. How do you do dismissal? What are you doing well? What's not going so well? When it comes to age groups, how are you doing with connecting with new brand new families that are having babies? How are you doing with transitioning families that have children moving out and into your student ministry? How well are you doing? What could you do better? How could you develop better relationships between departments? So those are some things as you're reflecting, as you're looking back and assessing the current year. Now let's talk about moving forward. How do we set good goals for the new ministry year? Well, it starts with your overall vision. 
What do you dream of seeing happen? What do you dream of God doing? Again, if you had unlimited resources and unlimited volunteers and unlimited time, what could happen in the perfect world, in the perfect scenario, you had everything at your disposal, what would you be attempting for this next year? Keep that in mind as you're setting goals. If your goals don't scare you at a little bit of a level, they're not big enough. They're not God-sized. They're just, you're staying in your comfort zone. And that's one of the things as I, as I work with leaders in our coaching program, when we're setting goals for the next year is, are these goals big enough? Are you dreaming God-sized goals? Are you dreaming safety net goals? Ones that you can fall into the net safely and know it's going to catch you. You ought to have some goals that even if you fail, you're failing forward with. You ought to be thinking about what are some of those crucial milestones that we desire to reach? Yes, there should be numbers goals. Those numbers represent souls, but you ought to have life change goals. We want kids to learn so many verses, or we want children to to invite so many friends, or we want children to be able to share the gospel and explain it in their own language. We want children to take steps of faith coming to know Jesus. We want children to to take next steps in baptism. We want children to learn how to serve. Uh, Think about the crucial milestones. We want kids to transition to the student ministry in a healthy way. So what do we need them to know, think, and do before they leave? Think specifically about how you will help children take their next steps. And make goals for those things that you can measure, that you can evaluate with some simple questions and some simple asking. You also need to be asking, how will we connect in a new way with our community? Are there things that we could do to serve our community well in the next year? And what could we do? And then what are we going to do for fun? What are we going to do to bring families together to connect, to laugh? To, to build a family, a community of faith. And even for those people who aren't part of the faith, to feel comfortable enough to come and join for the fun. I want to challenge you to be thinking about those things. I also want you to think about some team objectives. I want you to think about what systems and structures do you need in place to multiply yourself into your teams? How does your team get your heartbeat in the next year. That can't happen on your own. A good leader is only going to influence about eight to 10 people maximum. If you've got more than eight people in your team, that's as much as you're due. You've hit the lid. You're going to need someone else to come. And so you have to fire the critic that says, I can't find anybody and go find them. Your mindset will hold you back. So, Uh, When you're thinking about your team, you've got to break through your own mindset to say, what skills and improvements do I need to aim for in building into my team? How do I develop them to do the work of the ministry as the scripture commands me to do as a leader? What can I do to help my leaders disciple others more effectively? So what do they need? What do they need to know, think, and do as leaders that will help them be better disciplers?
And what do we need to do to keep our leaders encouraged and engaged, rested? We need to know and be very intentional and have a plan for them. If you don't have an intentional plan for them, then you're not going to get it done. And you're not going to see the needle move when it comes to growing a healthy team. If you need to recruit more, set a goal for that. If you need to develop more coaches or team leaders so that you can multiply yourself, set a goal for that. Give yourself, think about a three-month goal for the first part of that, the first quarter even. What are you going to do in that first quarter? How many calls are you going to make? How many meetings are you going to have face-to-face with people? What will you do? It's going to take the hard work. If you're not sure how to do it, that's another reason to get a coach so that you can grow your team. Maybe you need to have some training, but you need a new voice. Let me know. I'd be happy to serve you. I can do virtual trainings. We can do in-person trainings. We would love to come alongside you. And sometimes bringing in an outside voice just makes the training more powerful because oftentimes an outside voice can say things that you can't say, but you wished you could say, right? So think about your team objectives and what do you want to do? How are you going to bless your team? How are you and your team going to have fun in this next year? What are you going to do to get your team together, to connect, to laugh, to enjoy each other's company? How are you going to grow them? Do you ha- Can you set up some budget money to take one or two of them to a conference with you? Or is there an online conference that you can do? Again, bringing trainings in. The last area, we're going to get ready to wrap up this podcast, is on, about you as the leader. Because again, you can only take your team as high as you're going yourself. So you need to be thinking about your own personal growth. Are you leading yourself well? Is your mindset a fixed mindset or a growth mindset? Are you ready to get out of your comfort zone and fail forward this year to take some risks, to try some new things? Or are you going to stay in your comfort zone? Again, your passion and your skills will only take you so far. You have to keep growing yourself. So what areas of your leadership do you need to strengthen? Do you need to hire a coach? Again, I may not be your cup of tea for a coach, but I have others that I know of that I know are trained and effective. They're not just coaches. They're ministry leaders. They're effective in what they do. Be very, very careful who you follow. I'm going to say this as carefully as I can. Just because somebody has a social media presence or maybe they do get to speak at some conferences or things like that, be very, very careful. Make sure that they have been trained as a coach, that they are getting coached, that they understand what coaching is and what it isn't. And make sure that before you invest your time and talent and treasure into that person, you talk to them. That's why I always, at KMC Coach, we offer a 30-minute clarity call because we want to make sure that we can serve you well. And if we can't, we will turn away. I have turned away people because I didn't feel like I was the right coach for them and that they weren't the right person for me or they weren't ready for it. I don't, I'm not in it for the money. I want to help people. I want to help you develop your leadership because somebody has coached me and invested in me and I've invested in my coaching. I made some sacrifices to do it because I believe that everyone does better with a coach. If you think you can do it without it, well, 
you're fooling yourself. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm speaking the truth there. You need a coach. That's one of my regrets is I didn't get into coaching that I didn't get a coach sooner for myself. So you need to ask yourself this question too. Who would I add to my circle of influence? Every leader should have somebody that's ahead of you in years of ministry and behind you in years of ministry. I've got some great young leaders that I hang out with and they're teaching me a ton because I'm asking them questions. I'm growing. I'm learning. My coach, Jim Weidman, always pounded into me, have five questions ready to ask every leader that you come across. You should be asking great questions. It's a shame that you can have an opportunity to get next to somebody and you don't ask them any questions. Don't ask just how big your ministry is. Go deeper than that. If you want to grow your leadership, find out who they're listening to. Who are they growing? Who's impacted them? Think about who should you add to your circle of influence, whether that's a podcast, whether that's their books, whether that's going and listening to them at a conference or getting a coach. But leaders, if you're not growing, you're getting stagnant, you're plateauing, and your team will feel it, and your ministry will experience it. So there you have it. You've got some steps to ask yourself some of the very powerful questions as you're going to set these goals. As you take all of these things into consideration, you're going to set your smart goals, your specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, time-bound goals for the next year. Keep them simple. Keep them short. You want them to be memorable. You want them to be so that you can keep them in front of you so that you can see kingdom impact happening. Again, if there's anything I can do for you, please reach out. I would love to, and I would count it an honor to serve you, my friends. I'm cheering you on. I can't wait to bring you some more episodes. We've got some great guests coming up on the podcast. So God bless you. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for another episode real soon. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. We hope that it's helped and encouraged you. If you would, support our podcast by continuing to share it with other leaders. And if you haven't already, hey, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you how this podcast has helped and sharpened your skills in ministries. So let us know on your Facebook page or head over to kmccoach.net and share with us there. And thanks again for listening to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast.